Welcome to my show, Revive with Jana. I am your host, Jana Johnson. And this podcast is where you will learn how to become your wellness advocate, how to overcome adversity, and how to heal and balance your body so you can be the best version of you. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to my show. Hello, everyone. Jana here. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me. I have a special guest with me today, and this is an episode you definitely don't want to miss. So if you have a narcissist in your life, you know, we all kind of do. This episode is for you. And maybe you have a narcissist in your life and you don't even know it. That's how it is for many of us. And so I have a very special guest for me, and she is all about narcissism. Um, That's what she specializes in. And so you're going to learn all sorts of valuable tips and tricks and tools today. So let me welcome my guest today. I have Azadeh. She is a transformational coach, a three-time best-selling author, and an addiction specialist. Um, she was she was born in in Iran, and um, actually during a during a revolution, and her family moved here when she was like six or seven years old. And so she has quite the backstory and I am so grateful. I met her. We just connected immediately and we both have a background in history with, with dealing with narcissists. But as it is just, she's got a cool energy. She's got kind of a rocker vibe and you know, she just always has me fired up. So I love hanging out with her and I can't wait to introduce her to all of you. So without further ado, Azadeh, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on today. Wow, Jenna, thank you. I love that. And I love that you noticed I have a rocker vibe. Thank you for having me. You do. You got a cool rocker vibe for sure. (laughs) And it's funny because heavy metal and music was such an escape from trauma. But thank you so much for having me. This is such an exciting topic to talk about with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when I said three-time best-selling author, your third one literally just came out and it's a workbook. So for you watching at home on YouTube, you can see this. Um, this is 12 steps of recovery from narcissistic abuse. And I have, I have looked through this workbook and it is absolutely amazing. Um, and I would recommend it to anyone and I don't recommend just anything, but this really, really is very helpful and beneficial. Um, Ozaday not only gives you a 12 steps to help you recover from it, from narcissistic abuse, but she pretty much goes into pretty deep detail about what a narcissist is and kind of gives you the, the tool bag of, of their, of the way they try to lure you in. Right. And then how to deal with it. So Ozaday give us, because so many people, I know for me personally, um, I didn't know what a narcissist was truly the definition until about probably eight years ago. And before then, and I'm 42 years old before then, I thought a narcissist just meant an egotistical person, someone too confident, someone into themselves. And honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I really just kind of thought it was something that was, you know, that a man had or a man was like a male chauvinist pig, so to speak. My eyes were wide open when I found out what a narcissist was and that I actually myself was dealing with narcissistic abuse. So 
Will you tell everyone exactly what a narcissist is? Absolutely. Jana, I mean, you, it, you're not alone. And there's so many people that think that way. And I'm just so beyond grateful that you were able to get out and move on with your life and awaken. A narcissist. So here's the thing I want to say to all of our audience. You guys, the narcissist is not someone that just had a bad shitty day. It's not someone that just had an, just an angry outburst. It's not someone that just did some things that are not consistent. So here's what I'm going to do to all of our viewers. I want you guys to watch my hand. I'm going to describe it to you in the best and fastest way you get it. Look at this circle that I'm drawing in this, in this air. You see the circle. All right. First, the narcissist, they are too much, too soon, too fast. They come in and literally love bomb, but love bomb is a little bit vague. I'm going to give it to you a little bit more real. They come in and smell your wound and pour their love all over it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you are hungry for attention, they're going to be giving you attention. If you're hungry entrepreneur and you're looking to get gigs or clients, they're going to love because I've had it. They're going to send you clients. If you are, you know, lonely and feeling down they're, So they're going to love you, love bomb you in the wound you're in, not just in whatever. This is how master manipulative they are. Yeah. So what you just said right there, and you said master manipulators, that's exactly what they are. So if you're, if you're tuning into this episode, just, if you're just listening and you're not watching what Azadeh is saying is that these are master, master manipulators. Okay. They, it, uh, narcissism, by the way, most people are not aware of this. Um, it is actually, it is actually a mental disease. It is a true disorder. These are, these are people who um, it's not just a saying over someone who's confident or successful. That is not at all what it is. Um, in fact, narcissist doesn't necessarily mean someone's successful. A narcissist is a person that literally, as a child, they typically didn't receive any sort of, of affection or or praise unless they did something really, really well. There was typically not a whole lot of affection and things like that. It was if they performed well, they got praise. And so they never really learned. They never learned empathy. They don't have sympathy. They are not able to truly look at someone hurting, um, especially someone who they're supposed to love and feel sorry for them at all. And narcissists, like Azadeh just said, love bombing, that is that's that is the, a telltale sign right there. Right, Azadeh? They love bombing. Oh my gosh. Yes, Janet. The, the love bomb is like a drug because it, it pours ointment on your wound and you don't even know it. And that's, that's their tactic. No, because they come in and they just, man, they reel you in. It's like hook, line and sinker. They reel you in and, and everything happens really, really fast. So I know for me, my personal experience and, and many other women who, um, and even men. So women, <laughs> women are, uh, there's women narcissists as well. We'll get into that in a little bit. Cause that one to me is another beast. But um, I know for me in my relationship, Azadeh, the, the last one that, that I had that experience with, I mean, it was like within a few weeks, this person wanted to marry me. And this person just seemed so into me. We had the longest conversations and great conversations in the beginning. 
where I just felt like this person was super interested in me. And then they were so nice and they were saying the things that like, it's almost like they knew inside. I was thinking like, man, this is too good to be true. This person's just trying too hard. And they'd just be like, you know, I've never really felt like this before. And I'm sure it seems like I'm coming on too strong, but like, I'm just totally in love and I'm head over heels. And a second all the day, the second that I was like, okay, you know what? I found the one. It's like, boom. And then all of a sudden that person changed in a heartbeat. So I'll just say this. What happened was the love bombing happened. The person said they loved me. They're in love with me. One month later, this was about four weeks into this relationship. And as soon as I said, I love you back. And we were just like, you know, going to just ride off into the sunset. That person turned on me so fast and went from saying, I love you to F you in my face um, over nothing at all. And it was that quick, that fast. Is that your experience as well? Wow. And that's such a pivotal point of that circle that we talk about. I was starting to talk about from the love bomb. Like you nailed it right there, Jenna, by saying, the minute he knew he had me, that's when the devalue state ha- happens. Just like yes, that. yes, yes, yes. Right? A hundred percent. I mean, it's so crazy because, and that's one of the many reasons I wanted to do this episode and have you on is because more and more people are discussing narcissism right now more than ever. In fact, the term is getting used a little too loosely. And so that's another reason I wanted to bring awareness because people are just saying, oh, you're a narcissist. You're a narcissist. No, you're not a narcissist because you're confident in yourself or you're a little egotistical. You know, you got a little too much pride. That doesn't make you a narcissist at all. But I think it's really important to bring awareness to the different types of narcissists as well having the awareness really honestly to me is always the first step, right? It's like they say the first step is admitting, but when it comes to something like this, the first step is awareness. It was actually a therapist. Um, when I was going through a tumultuous, um, divorce, it was actually right before that, but as the marriage was just not in a very good place, I started to just pour myself into therapy. And that was when, that was when I learned what narcissist was and man, all the day, it was like, someone opening up my eyes to a whole new world that I had no idea of. Oh my God, Jana, I can't even tell you whoever that therapist was. If she ever listens, I love you. Because She was amazing. And you know what, the way she described it, and, and that's now how I describe it to people because the way she said it, I just, if you could have seen light bulbs when they just like, bing, bing, bing. They were going off everywhere. And it was just like, holy shit, how in the hell did 14 years did I not know this? Wow. You know what I mean? I mean, wow. For you, if you want to give a little bit of your background, you actually grew up around narcissists and then and then had this in in your life. So at what age, where were you when you started to learn what a narcissist was and that you were actually having to, to deal with narcissist abuse yourself. Jenna, you're going to love this. A therapist, <laughs> a therapist told me I was 38 years old, seven, eight years sober and clean off drugs, streets, domestic violence, all of that. And I'm like, why can't I find 
connection with my parents. I was in therapy and she goes, she goes, she goes, you just like your therapist. And I'm going to tell the audience real quick is that not all therapists are versed in these dynamics. I mean, I have a degree. Oh, no, 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 no. That is a hundred percent. Thank you for saying that. That is, you definitely do not want to go get help on narcissism or narcissistic abuse from anyone who, even if they're trained in it, to me, it's not enough all the day. I want to work with somebody who has experienced it and gone through it. Amen. That is like, gave me goosebumps. And that is where we really can be effective in helping others. Yeah. So you go, you're 38 and you're at a therapist Yeah. and you're, or you're, or you were wondering like, why can I connect with my parents? So then what happened after that? She was magic for me. She looked at, she got on, she got on her lower end of the chair and she goes, Azade, you were raised in a narcissistic cult family system. I go, did you know what a narcissist even was at that time? Or was this no. like, a, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I was like, and then she immediately said, come to my codependency workshop. And I was like, well, wait, wait, what is this? What is that? What is this? But, but I had a name for it. I tried to look her up later to share my books and stuff with her, but I couldn't find her. But anyways, she said it to me. And then I started to do the deep dive research, research. I'm telling you that moment of clarity, right? Just like you did, Jana, when someone tells us there's a name for it, it's like now all of a sudden all the lights go off. Bing, 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 bing. Right? Did you have the same thing? Yeah. And then they check every box. It's like, okay, here's the, here's the traits. Let's say there's 10 traits and then boom, boom, every box is checked. And you're just like, holy shit. But, but that's just the beginning of it all the day because that's why you do what you do in helping people. That's why you have three number one bestsellers. That's why you have this workbook is because knowing that you are dealing with a narcissist or you're suffering from narcissistic abuse, that's just the beginning. It is, it is the healing of, of the narcissistic abuse. It is in the learning how to communicate with one or how not to. It is, it is like, honestly, day, it's like you have to rewire your whole fucking brain again because of what they do. That's perfect. I had to recreate my life because the thing, so I'm going to say this, the most lethal narcissist is parents. Second most lethal is a spouse. Third most, mm, lethal, mm. third most lethal is um, boss, friend, etc. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. You're a hundred percent right. hundred percent. I can't even imagine being raised by two narcissistic parents. Um, I just can't even imagine for me, my, my dealings have been with a spouse. And then what I want to get into a little bit was in in a little bit, I want to get into with a friend. I find that the friend, the work related narcissist relationships, I find that those a lot of the times tend to be covert narcissist. It can be. I mean, it can be. There is three types in my, in my research and opinion. Okay. Let's go over those three types. Cause I think that's important. Absolutely. So, um, and I've had girlfriends too, by the way, Jenna, <laughs> do you think that I mean, we're going to, I'm going to sidestep just a tad. Cause I want to touch on that. Do you think all the day that women narcissists are the harder ones to pinpoint? Um, 
yes, because I didn't have it. But if you have yeah. had it, you're going to, I mean, we always know something's not right with this person. We just know, but we keep, we keep denying our own thoughts and intuition. And, um, and yes, yes, I could see where, see, I've had parents, boyfriend, girlfriends, and a boss. And so, wow. and, and, and it's, and it, they're everywhere. They just are, these personality disorders are everywhere, but I have to, so, so is there more covert woman than versus grandiose? Um, I don't know hundred percent. I know this though. I do know that, um, all three types, which we have grandiose, which is more the verbal abusive, psychological abuse type thing. And then we have, um, the covert, which is so much harder to unpack because they're always, yes. right. Because they're always, mm-hmm. that, we have, so it's grandiose, malignant, and then covert. Yes. The three. Yes. I believe the three in my research. Now there's a bunch of, bunch of people out there that will say they like kind of, I've been researching this and living this and healing from this. Um, it, it, for a long time I've been, and I, I mean, you've honestly, it's been in your life since you were born, right? I had to escape in order to recreate. Yeah. My I mean, life. that's a lot of, you know, just to show everyone that you can heal from this and yes. you can completely rewire your brain. You know, this is coming from a woman who she was, this was, this was every second of her life. She was enduring narcissistic abuse and had no idea. So to go for what, however many 40 something years of it yes, and to heal from it, that, you know, that means anybody can. Absolutely. And the thing with the parents is we don't know because you're a mom and you know that children are innocent sponges. So whatever we show, right, whatever we show. So in other words, I'm just going to tell you that I was groomed and conditioned that abuse is love. And that's why I continue to attract others. The oh, abusive, wow. I've right? never heard that like that, man. That hit me hard. Did it? You say that again. You were trained that abuse was love. Yes, because that's what I was raised. Wow. In. So I continued. That's to, big. It is big. It is because I attracted more. Narc- so you never, you never even knew what real love was. Not until I met my husband. Not until I met wow. a few girls. Wow. Right. I didn't know what real love was. I, my relational template is trauma bonded. So I have to be very careful and I have to, how fast, how soon the minute I have an intuition about somebody I have learned, hopefully I have learned to start putting them. I I mean, now I start people out in my life at an arm's distance and slowly come into my heart. Whereas before I would bring everybody into my heart first and then learn they had to go out you know, but, um, yeah, Yeah, but you did that because, and I'm assuming based upon my own experience, when I didn't love myself and accept and approve of myself, when I didn't create my own happiness, I I just, I looked for it from everybody and anything else for it. But when you've, when you've done the work, when you've done the inner work and you've done the healing and you have approved and accepted yourself and you love yourself, that's when you're like, Hey, I don't need it from anybody else. So if you're going to be in my life, it's because I choose for you to be not because I need you. Amen. That is the promise of a healed 
victim of narcissistic abuse. That is a heal. I'm responsible for me, my emotions, my career, and I'm good being alone. I'm good because being alone. Isn't it? Hey, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I know. Doesn't it feel good to be alone? You know, people say, people say that uh, uh, being alone means you're lonely. And I was actually listening to a totally different podcast last night. And that's what she said. She was like, I'm because she's, this was a, a woman who is single. I'm not going to say her name, but she's single. And um, she was like, my friends just are just like irritating me, like thinking I'm lonely. She's like, I'm not lonely because I'm alone. Lonely, lonely is when you don't have that self-love and acceptance and confidence. The loneliest I've ever been in my life all the day was when I was in that miserable marriage and I didn't love myself and that person didn't even know I was standing there breathing. But, but there is a power when you love and accept yourself and being alone and you can just recenter with yourself and self-reflect. Oh, it's magic. It's everything. You become your own healer. You become your own badass. You become your own authoritative figure. And, and I'm not, I don't care if you leave or stay. And that might sound harsh, but it's not. <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need you. <laughs> but if we, but if we connect, cool. If we connect, cool. And we share on things and we're part of things, cool. But if I see a few, two, three, four inconsistent patterns, because I got to be careful, maybe they're not a narc, yeah. but I still was, yeah. my relational template is from narcissist parents. So I still have to be careful because I could get triggered. Right. So, um, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And so I'm going to share about the healing because grief with adult children of narcissistic parents, it's enormous grief, enormous because, mm. and see a lot of people go, oh, come on, Azade, come on Two narcissistic parents. Yes. It was an arranged marriage. They knew. I can't even eat. imagine, but you also have to think about where you were born. So I want you to just, just segue into it for people who don't really think that, oh, you're two of them. Because I think I think that that women have a hard time thinking that a mom could be. Uh, it's like there's no way a mom a mom just naturally has empathy and, and affection. No, that's not true. But you were raised in a country where there is a a lot of narcissists, um, and so your your parents were probably raised by two narcissistic parents. Amen. And that is exactly how it was, and so on and so on. It was cultural because everybody around me had these traits. I don't know how much as on the spectrum they were, but they had these traits. So wherever yeah. I looked, I saw the same thing. I, um, yes. And you are right. Middle East has the highest rate of narcissism and dysfunction and addiction. And, oh, um, wow. Oh, I didn't know that about the addiction. Mm -hmm, really? Mm -hmm. uh, they have the highest. Wow. Yes. Isn't it crazy? If you think about it, how it's all intertwined and just kind of goes together. Yeah, actually, you just connected all of those. Yes. I mean, right. I just thought about it and I'm, you know, I know a few, a narcissist that I know, they do, there are addiction issues, the ones that I know personally. And you saying that, I'm just like, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I, that's crazy. It's got to all be intertwined. Mm -hmm. Has to oh, be. Oh, no, it is. It is. Jenna, you are so right on. My, 
second book, Adult Children of Narcissistic Parents, I wrote that after my brother died of an overdose. And I am telling oh, you wow. what. I'm I am so sorry. Thank you. But I'm telling you what. It was called an overdose, but I know that I know that I know it was an undiagnosed trauma bond for my parents. He lived with them for 10 oh, years. Wow. He lived with them for 10 years, both of them constantly at him. And so he went back to drinking and drugging. And then he moved out eventually three months of moving out at age 48. He died of an overdose. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. I'm yes. so sorry. Thank you. Thank you. We sometimes for the audience, by the way, if you are constantly stuck trying to figure out narcissist, not narcissist, not, I'm going to give you another approach that'll help you look at you. Are you an addiction? Are you binge eating? Are you drinking? Are you unable to sleep? Are you, um, constantly tired? Are you constantly have lost energy in your life force? And you didn't before this relationship. So sometimes we can get a lot of craziness trying to figure out, is he a narcissist? Is he not? Is he? Look at yourself. Relationships should be nurturing and a blessing. You should not have to be taking things and drinking and suffering to stay. What are you enduring? What are you enduring? Yeah, I think I, what you just said is gold. I look back at my own almost 15 years of dealing with one and... Now I did suffer from eating disorders before this, but I had, I had a third one in my mid thirties. You know, I think the reason that I don't want to say they get away with it, but the reason that the way they manipulate works and, and when I say they, a narcissist, the reason that the way a narcissist manipulates works is because they find people and typically they, typically they look for someone because they're like, they're like leeches, like vampires, emotional vampires. They need you bad. Yes. But what they do, like you're their supply. What they do is in the love bombing stage, I call it gathering information stage <laughs> because your past becomes their playground. Yes. And so what happens yes. is they reel you in, they love bomb you, then they tear you to pieces and everything that they learned about you, all those deep, dark secrets, your insecurities, all the hurts. They then start throwing them against you and they tear you down and they chip away at you. And the reason the manipulation works is because they get complete control over you. They take away any bit of self-confidence and self-esteem you have. And they mind fuck you so much so that you actually believe the shit they say to you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, you're done. You're like, yes, I am. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Actually. I mean, it, it, that might sound, I'm not trying to be funny, but my God, it's, I, I did that myself. It's like, I've listened. And then I was like, I know I'm not. And that's really mean to say. And you know, you don't talk to someone you love that way, but in private and alone, my thoughts were kind of like, maybe I am dumb. Amen. That is an excellent summary of psychological abuse where, you, where they, that's why they, that's how it works. That's why we have, thank God, people like you who chose to go through that shit, who chose to heal from it. And we have people like you to help people recover from it because narcissistic abuse is fucking real and it mind fucks you and it, comp it, it completely changes the way you think. But then when you want to learn how to deal with a narcissist, 
it is so against the normal grain of thinking. It's just not normal. It is, it is the polar opposite of how a person that is not a narcissist thinks. And that right there is what took me the longest to finally start to, to learn how to deal with one is because it's like, that's not my natural reaction. And there's no way that that's what they're meaning or thinking or they're trying to do. Oh yes, it was. And so I want to talk about, I want, there's a few things I want to talk to you for hours and hours, but yes. there's a few other things I want to touch on. Um, I want to touch on covert narcissists. And then I want to touch on some different ways people can shut down a narcissist or basically foolproof themselves from a narcissist. Mm, so mm, yes. tell me what, describe a covert narcissist, because I honestly think that they're the most dangerous ones. Oh, you know, you're right. And that's why we call them wolves in sheep's clothing. Actually, and that's all. Ooh, I like that. Wolves in, in sheep's, sheep's clothing. clothing. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that's I a like cool. it. Yeah, Little yeah. Red Riding Hood. <laughs> and you know what? It's also, also there's scripture biblically that says, beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. And that's where it came from originally. So a covert narcissist, these are the traits, you guys. Altruistic, helps the world, a pastor, a psychologist, a social worker, someone that gives to the world, okay? Someone that's just gets, is, is, received as an altruistic, community-giving, loving person. Please be careful of your pastors and churches. They are, that's the most common there, okay? Man, that was, that's, uh, you hit the nail on the head for sure. Givers, community, they do community work. Yes. A lot of charity work. Yes, yes. It's a whole lot of like, they're such a good person. Anything I think the Maybe anything that gets praise for helping out, helping out anything. the community, helping out the children. Yes. yes. Whatever it is. Charity. Yes. Charity volunteering. I think, there's, um, I think another, that one right there is a big one for me because, because I did not know what a covert narcissist was when I learned about narcissism. I, in fact, I didn't even realize in the beginning that there were, were more than one type. Yeah. My therapist just helped me with what I was dealing with, which was cross between malignant and grandiose. Oh, but interesting. I learned, I learned a few years ago, a few years ago, after I thought I knew how to deal with a narcissist, um, a girl who I thought was my best friend. I mean, I was 40 years old. I was a day. I was 40 years old. It was a girl who I, I say a girl, a woman who I thought was my best friend. I mean, my ride or die, we're going to be drinking lemonade on the porch at 90, which I don't know why it's always 90 on a porch. Right, for right, some reason right. And that girl, I mean, it was I totally blindsided. I was completely blindsided. I had nothing. It's like you, someone tells you a story and you're like, that's all that happened. There had to have been something else that made that, that caused that reaction. And now I know, and now I know that that's not always the case because- I did nothing wrong except I had something uh, unforeseeable happen with one of my kids and I couldn't make it to an event that I'd already paid for a damn ticket for the next day. And I'm crying and I'm in shock at what's going on with my kid. And then this girl literally, literally went off on me and we never talked again. 
I was heartbroken. I was like, where's my best friend? What did I do? What happened? And I started to go into some old patterns of like, yeah. what's yeah. wrong with me? Right. I'm not good enough. And I learned about a covert narcissist and this girl ended up trying to have a conversation with me again and get back into my life. And I was just kind of like, you know, look, like there are some things that got to be fixed and I need an apology. But you know, the one thing any type of narcissist can never do is they can never really apologize. No. If they say, I'm sorry, it's always going to be, I'm sorry, but I'm sure you're sorry too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fluff. It's just a, it's a fluff. It's a fluff. And so a covert narcissist to me was the most difficult one because didn't see it. But I think another telltale sign with a covert narcissist and this girl's the one, she had this more than the charitable stuff. There was always some sort of drama in her life that somebody yeah. was always doing wrong to her. Amen. Amen. Jenna. Like, and, it, and it did. I was like, Oh my God. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then it was always somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And the other thing was it's her door was like a revolving door. There was always a new friend, a new friend. Well, let me tell you what that meant. A new fucking supply is what it meant. Exactly. Bingo. Bam, 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 bam. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Exactly. So exactly. if somebody's always got something wrong and you know, it doesn't mean like, look, shit happens, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I can say I've been sick. I'm sick whatever. That doesn't mean I'm a covert narcissist, but I mean, this was a constant. Right. Somebody was always doing something wrong to them and they were just like, oh my God, like why me? I can't believe it. Exactly. You <laughs> nailed it on the head. They weaponize your empathy. They do. Yes. You're a hundred percent right. But you know what? This one thing did have is this friendship came on really fast and really strong. And she wanted to get attached to me really fast. And I was kind of in a sensitive space because it's when I was, nobody knew I was dealing with infidelity in that marriage. And I was just in a really sensitive space and I really needed a friend of because course. I wasn't allowed to have my own friends outside of chosen friends for me in that relationship. And so now I would, I would see the red flags, but for someone listening, you might, you don't might not even have a damn clue that you have one of these people in your life, but if something's always wrong with them yes. and it's always woe is me every fucking time and there, and it is, it's always about, look what I do. Look what I'm giving. Yes. We always want to look good. And you know, there's one thing as a day that I think, and you can, you can tell me if this is right or not. Sure. I feel like one thing that no matter what type of narcissist they are, the one thing they all have in common is that being the center of attention. Yes. Amen. hundred percent. Whether that's good or bad. Whether that's, and that's it. The good is the grandiose and the bad is the covert. The covert's always got to be wounded and, and not, and always a victim. The covert's always the victim. And the grandiose is, is the one that has to be like that shiny star constantly. And if you get in that shiny star with them, they will exploit you, public shame you, shut you down in front of people. Absolutely. The covert is the hardest. And statistically, the covert actually, it can take normally up to 30 years to unpack it. By Holy then, crap. Yes. It's actually, that's true. Anywhere between oh, 25. That's crazy. I have clients that, um, I mean, I have clients that have narcissistic, psychopathic children. 
I have clients. Oh, yes, yes. Wow. Oh, yes, yes. I have, um, man. yes, I have, a, I, yeah, I work with that. I work, I see it often. And I, that, then I'm, I've, at this point, I can tell a, a 10 year old that's going to be a malignant. I could tell, you know what I'm saying? Do you think, so the one thing I've heard about is that a lot of the times, not, not every time, but a lot of the times a narcissist, it's when they were missing the mother's love and affection growing up. And that a lot of the times their own mom was a narcissist. Do you think that that's true? That's a good point. Because like I look at my three kids and, you know, because their father is a narcissist, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say it's not a, it's not a fear I have. But I know that a narcissist, uh, in order to be a narcissist, isn't it true that they have to be missing the love and affection and unconditional love and affection growing up? It's an excellent question. And um, a narcissist is born either hardcore trauma and neglect and abuse or on a silver patter, silver silver spoon, or because they both breed the same personality type. That, so the one that's been abused, molested, beaten down is going to rise up to the, to the grandiose part and say, it's never going to happen to me again. But the one that was also raised as with a silver spoon in their mouth, they're also going to say, it's always you I was, I'm perfect. Look at how my parents treated me. So, so we, in research, we're still, we don't have an exact answer, but research shows that if you trickle down, that you will see born on a silver, silver spoon in their mouth is also a form of abuse because, because they're not taught disappointment. They're not taught emotional regulation or, or how to navigate emotional pain. They're constantly told you're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing. And that's not realistic. And given everything that they want. And getting everything they want. And, and Jenna, research and my experience combined is that narcissists either have narcissistic children or codependent children because, and it's more, I'm seeing more and more commonly that it's codependent because, because the parent is the narcissist, right? And so they groom their child as a very young age to be their nonstop supply. So we learn to oh, become- just hit that on the head. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yep. yep. But I am going to add to this, the thing that's magical and has so much hope in your situation is that the children ultimately will say, we see mom and how she is, and we see how he is. We see how mom is. So, so in therapy, also we talk about, or in coaching or counseling, we talk about who was the person that showed you love, acceptance, nurture, truth, let you feel your feelings, let you ask for your feelings, let you not feel like a burden. And they always go to that one person. And then that's the hope for adult children, narcissistic parents is that they have one that's not and, and left and left. So then guess what, Jana? They're going to remember you left. And I bring this up with a lot of people I work with. They're going to remember and go, okay, I attracted someone like this, but mom also laid it out for us and paved it for us that you can leave and you don't have to stay. 
That's huge. I'm telling you what, that's huge in breaking the cycle. Huge. Well, thank you for that. And that's what I think, I think that was pure gold, what you just said. You know, I shared that with people about, I'm not going to sit and, and lie and say it's not a fear of mine, but but I don't welcome the fear and I don't let it stay because I know what I give my kids and what Azadeh just said is 100% right. You, the person, the parent that is not a narcissist, the best thing you can do is get out of that situation and give your love, your kids unconditional love. You know what I mean? Make them, make them know and feel that they are good enough just the way they are. They don't need to do something or be perfect. You know, narcissists love having kids. The reason they like to get married and have kids is because it's a it's a sign of success. It's a trophy. It's the way they uh, can use it in their world, right? Like, oh, I look so settled down and established. I got a spouse and I have kids. Um and then they they want their kids to do excel and do good so that they can brag on them. Um, it's a disgusting, sick cycle, and I absolutely hate that. Um, but all all that a parent can do um, that's having to deal with that is just like Azadeh said, just keep doing good and pouring love on them and affection, and showing them different. That's the best thing I could have ever done is they now see two completely different worlds, right? And exactly. so it's just like you were saying earlier, Azadeh, you were just like, you thought abuse was love or you didn't know what love was because that was how you grew up. How the hell are you supposed to know any different? But if my kids and I were still in the situation we were in, right, that's all the world that they would know. Exactly. I can't show them anything different, but now I can. Now I have two different worlds. And so now they're able to see... It's almost like, look, if if all kids are exposed to is toxicity, that's what they're going to look for in life. They just might look for the least toxic route, but they're still going to look for toxicity. So it's up to one of the parents to to show them different. Yes. Amen. One parent can make the difference in their life and break the cycle for sure. hundred percent. And And when I work with parents that have separated and um, couples that have separated and have children. And I, I tell them, please don't bash on the narcissist. I promise you the child's conscious will speak and they will recognize real heart love versus um, performance. And a hundred percent. And the other thing is, is that, and because I've had to been, navigate this, unfortunately, is that when that narcissist parent gets their yeah. kids back. Yeah they literally almost interrogate them and they want to know every little thing about your life because they don't, they don't know anything about your life anymore. Right. Yes. And remember that your past is their playground. Yes. And that past is like, so yesterday's in the past. So past means anything from yesterday, anything from one minute ago. And so when the narcissistic parent gets their kids back, they interrogate them and they want to know anything they can. So if you're bashing them and you're saying things, that's going to get right back to them. Sorry, it is. So unfortunately, I have to keep my life to my kids very private in some ways or yes. tell them things yes. as it's fixing to happen. And that's really, really sad. And I hate that, but I have to be very careful with how I do things. Very careful. Jana, you have, you know, an endless 
fight in a way. It's because he's always going to be there. It's at, it doesn't end. For example, for me, nope. <laughs> my parents are still alive, but I have, but I have, I have found, um, I mean, they're older, but, but I have literally recreated my life. I've moved seven hours away. I have, well, I've, I've, I mean, I escaped to recreate my life, but yeah. And now they know exactly what you do and who you are and how oh, yeah. successful you are. So, you know, like you don't need to be a flower on the wall. You know, the shit that they say and make up, but you know what, whatever they need to do to make themselves feel better. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing I learned that was so hard was you don't number three, best-selling three-time best-selling author. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, you don't have to tell your story. Time will. People. Oh, that is, that's a thousand percent. Thank you for saying that. Time will. I, and uh, <laughs> you're right. And I think that. You know, um, you said that. I don't know why you, when you said that, that has nothing to do with friends, but for some reason it made me think of something that's um, another huge key indicator to narcissists, no matter what type they are. As well, especially the 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 grandiose malignant, they typically have a lot of friends, but they're never really close relationships. Or there's a lot of people that cycle through their life. Um, that's one of the things that I've experienced with, uh, had experience with, um, and the narcissists I've had to personally deal with is just like so many friends, they really like to make it seem like they are well liked by a lot of people. Do you yes. think, do you agree with that? Oh my God. Images, everything. Jenna, when my brother died of an overdose, I'm not shitting you. Four days later, my mom pulled me and my husband aside and said, listen, it was an aneurysm. It was an aneurysm. Don't you tell anybody it four days. I haven't even grieved my brother's so image for them. Oh my God. Oh, because it was the image. Because it was the image. Oh my God. They're going to think somehow that I can. What on earth? Right. Right. And, um, it's like your son just passed away and they didn't even, they, no. they, they just didn't give a shit because no. they don't, they, they can't empathize. They can't empathize. Image, image, image. All they cared image. about was the damn image for them. Image, image. And my husband and I were like. It's fucking sad, man. It is. It's, it's evil. It's dark. It's dark. It fucking is. They honestly, they, they are, you know, they say, and I don't know, you might know more about this than I do. I've heard people say, and I say people, people that, um, people that do um, narcissist work, that there's a certain look in their eye. Like they have a darkness in their eyes and they were showing some images of, of, of people that are narcissists and damn, if they don't have a certain look in their eye. Yes, you are. <laughs> Another seriously point of a narcissistic mm -hmm. trait, they, when they're about to rage or something got poked. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I've seen it. It's almost like, you know, when a sh I, I'm serious. Like, you know, Jana, when a shark, the eyes just kind of, yes. when it, That's a, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's fucking perfect. You're exactly fucking right. Shark eyes. Shark we got eyes. a new term to yes. us today. Shark yeah, eyes. They just like go black. <laughs> it's like, what was that? What was that? I've seen it. I You're know. You're so it. right. I never thought about it because I just heard this thing about the eyes like a few months ago and I was kind of like, what? They're fucking eyes? <laughs> what you just said is a hundred thousand percent right. 
Right? They do. They get that fucking look in there. Yes. They got that crazy look in their eye like a shark. Like a shark. <laughs> it just goes black for a second. It's like their soul got it. It really does. I mean, this is honestly, and I've done a lot of healing, so it's not yeah. putting me in a bad place, but it's honestly taking me back to oh, some yeah, yeah. to some situations where that person was super upset. And I see that now. When you said that, the shark eyes, I see that. Right? It's like... Yeah. What the hell? It's like their soul got exposed for a second to us, right? Oh, they do not like to be exposed. No. Holy shit, girl. No, no exposure. That is their worst nightmare. They go crazy when they are exposed. They go crazy when every little thing they know to fucking do to instigate you doesn't work anymore. It makes those motherfuckers squirm. It's totally. And so it's like, you know, it's how, kind of enjoyable to watch, honestly. It, it is. And I was just going to go there, Jenna. You know how you stand, <laughs> you stand to I'm be. I'm like, oh, did I not give you what you wanted? So sorry. <laughs> you know, Jenna, you know how you stand in a bold, beautiful, badass way of unapologetic. <laughs> and it was like. I'm when, like, you really put yourself out there, huh? You yeah. wrote that three page novel email and I just responded to the specifics about the kids. I'm so sorry. I know. Right. <laughs> right. And so. Put a lot it, of work into that, didn't you? Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Exactly. I know there is a, there is a, a reward when we stand unapologetically, like you say, and write books and and I mean my parents know my books are on narcissism. They know I don't care anymore because I've done the Girl, healing. Let me tell you something. I have never seen somebody spend so much time on sending a fucking novel text message and emails as they do a narcissist. I'm like, these motherfuckers are like, yeah. I'm like, they always look busy like they're working. No, you're just you're just fucking prowling on some poor victim. <laughs> I know what you mean. Exactly. I'm like, damn, I got, I know a publisher and you want to write a book, exactly. huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 And you know, the thing that reminds me, it is a personality disorder, but at the same time, isn't it interesting? But isn't it interesting how they can be kind when they want something? So don't tell me. Oh yeah. Like, Hey, I didn't right? mean to tell you were a dumbass right? bitch. Come on now. I love exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and this is our healing laughing. It is. <laughs> it is. You know, you brought that upon yourself, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ex oh God. I love, <laughs> I love to see, you know, the sad truth is people don't heal and just go to another one and another one and another one. So the badasses, the warriors stand against it, spend time alone, grieve, find themselves, connect to themselves and become even more of a superpower. They actually can, from a narcissistic abusive relationship, can awaken their superpower. And that's exactly what happened to me and what's happened to you too. But some people unfortunately go to another, another, and because they don't take the time to heal because they really do believe the lies that the narcissist has ingrained in them. Because, and you know what? When I was when I was writing my book, I had a revelation that was profound, um, and it and it stopped me in my tracks. I was writing, I was talking about a specific instance, and I said, you know, they say love is blind, and I didn't know what I was about to write in this next sentence I'm about to share. I just said they say love is blind, and then what came out of me next it 
I couldn't stop crying. I said, and I figured it out at the same time. It's not that love is blind. It's the lack of love for ourselves that makes us blind. And that's the cold, hard truth. So as long as you don't love yourself, you're blind to all the bullshit and the lies and the emotional vampires out there. Amen. You're a target. Yes. Amen. For sure. You are. You're a target. And look, there is the, the, the narcissist, probably one of their biggest fears is to be around someone who sees right through their shit and who is strong and, and doesn't put up with it and doesn't buy, doesn't buy the, the bait that they're putting out there. They don't take it. No, they don't. In fact, in fact, when you become your own badass and heal, you, they won't, the energy, energetically, you're not going to vibe with them anymore because like Janice You're said, not. And I want to, I want to say something on that before we wrap this up. I want to, I want to say something like what you, Ozade just said, right? They know, they can tell because <clears throat> for so long, they've, a narcissist has known what to say to instigate you, to trigger you. And they, they're going after the reaction that they know they're going to get when they say what they say that's hurtful. They already know. But when you learn how to deal with one and you stop giving it to them, it throws them off course. And one of the ways that you know you're winning against dealing with a narcissist is that they just get really mad at you and they come out harder and harder and harder. And when they do that, that means you're winning. Yes. And if you can just not react, walk away, say, react. oh, just nope. that's it. If you can train yourself and it's not going to be immediate. Train. No, it takes time. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It takes time. It, it took so much time. And I just remember the first time, the first moment that mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. when I was about to just do the reaction. And then I was like, hey, hold on, hold on. Yeah. That's what he wants. Yeah. And all it took was one time of me not giving him what he wanted. And then to me, it was like a drug of like, oh shit, it worked. It worked. <laughs> and that was the beginning of it. So I could talk to you for a few more hours and we're definitely going to be having another uh, episode for sure. Cause there's yes. so much to unpack here. So but much. I just want to make sure that everyone knows where to find you. And that also, um, you know, I'm not sure if you're taking on new clients or not, but people can work with you as well. But Ozade's most recent, most recent number one bestseller is her 12 steps of recovery from narcissistic abuse workbook. Um, and you can also find her on Instagram and your Instagram is break free underscore rise and build and rebuild. Correct. Yes. Break free. Yes. Right. Under, break free, underscore, rise and rebuild, which says it all. Yes. Break free and yes. go rise and Millyfreelife.com. Mm -hmm. And um, that's your website. Mm -hmm. And you can also, if um, and this is all going to be in the show notes. So if any of you listening or just can't quite remember everything we just said, this will, everything will be in the show notes. Um, everyone watching on YouTube, there'll be little links so you know how to find her. Um, but I would suggest following her on Instagram and checking out her website. You can also just type in Ozade 
um, A-Z-A-D-E-H. And then that should pop it up as well in Instagram because I made sure I double checked yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. But I just, I just want to thank you, Azadeh, for taking time. And by the way, guys, I just want y'all to know, um, this is a Saturday afternoon that we're recording because we're busy women. We work our ass off and um, we just, we've been trying to make this happen. And so her and I both are, are at home on a Saturday hanging out. <laughs> exactly. I love it. It is. And, uh, and I want to just say to Jana, thank you for your healing. Thank you for being an example of how you can break free, rise and rebuild for yourself and to break any relational templates for your children. That to me is the most rewarding and appreciative um, aspect of our podcast, because I do know this dynamic so well that this is how it ends with you. And um, yes. and your children. Yes. That to me is warrior style. And thank you so much oh. for being on this journey with me on so many levels. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Well, thank you, Azadeh, and and you as well. Thank you for your healing, and you know, for it. it it's to me, it to me, it's a it's very brave. Mm -hmm. Um, when we share our stories on narcissistic abuse, cause that is a huge thing to overcome because it's like, you just know they're going to come out at you for doing it, but then you're like, but hold on. That means they're still winning and they're still in control. So thank God for people like you who say F that and you're helping other people overcome. So very grateful for you. Just thank you for, thank you for being on my show and for your friendship. Yes. And I, I could keep talking to you for hours. But I know. I know. But we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> and I'm just going to do one smile. Ah. <laughs> Thanks, Jana. Bless All right. you. Take Thank care. you. Thank you for everyone tuning in today. And if you haven't already, subscribe to my show. If you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to me on podcast as well. And uh, hey, if you haven't yet, Go buy some books today. You got two number one best-selling books to get. You got Ms. Ozaday Otsberger's uh, Narcissistic Abuse, 12 Steps of Recovery from Narcissistic Abuse. And then you also have mine as well. Unfuck your mind. Subtlety is my specialty. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show and make sure and go to revivebyjana.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter. You can follow me on Instagram at Revive by Jana to see my health tips and advice.